When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor. You'll hear a little something different in this episode. We have started Floors Yours again, and we've turned it over to some members of the Five Reason Sports Network. So this is the first episode with Timothy Bain, Brian Fonseca, and Sean Rochester. Focuses on the NBA in general, but also a little bit of the Miami Heat. And now, the first episode. great fantastic start uh welcome to the new and rebooted floors yours i'm brian fonseca above me is timothy bain and we also have sean rochester um and an angry fan for the audio listeners there's a paper bag over sean rochester's head that says do something pat with the sad face it's very detroit lions-esque uh, but we are here. We're going to be doing this. Brian was on a month vacation. <laughs> I was on a week vacation. Not a vacation. My brother was getting married. Um, we are here. Floor zeros. We're going to do this every week. It's going to be us three. Tony Schwartz is part of the regular crew. He was not here this week, however, <laughs> um, missing the first episode. But he will be back uh, next time. We are going to be doing this regularly. This is obviously, as you know, OG Five Reasons People, the Five on the Floor spinoff. Floor zeros where? you get to be a participant and uh we're going to field comments as we go and we have a couple things to talk about today obviously uh james harden was traded so we're going to talk about the ripple effects around the league because this will be nba focused and we also have uh some heat talk that we're actually going to do today because they suck right now and um friday is a pretty big game uh so if you're listening to this on friday they play tournaments and the in-season tournament is coming so Welcome to Floor Zeros. I'm Brian Fonseca. That's Timothy Bain. And that's Sean Rochester. Uh, this program has multiple sponsors, one of whom is Home Depot. You can find anything you need there, literally anything. We were talking about this. I need a new hammer, so I'm probably going to go to Home Depot and get it. Um, for the holidays, obviously, there are going to be sales of different kinds. Go on the link in the description. That's where you want to go to sort of get your deal. There's going to be varying different prices and discounts that you could find. So make sure you visit that link to do that. Same thing with StubHub, who also sponsors this program. There are a lot of sporting events going on right now because of November NFL season, NBA season, college basketball, men's and women's is on the way. Um, if you want to get tickets to any sporting event, obviously go to StubHub. Do it with the with the link in the description. Remember, if you're gonna get a deal, you gotta go to the description and get what you need. Now, gentlemen, I've done enough talking. Let's start off with the Heat start to the season. Um, are they one in three or one in four? One in Am four. I, I okay? Okay. Four. <laughs> Woo! Listen, I actually fell asleep last night with them up. And I woke up, I saw they lost the game. I was like, wow. Listen, okay, so the Heat are 1-4. And 
I am I'm the perspective person, right? Like I am somebody who's like, look, it's only five games, whatever, whatever. This is bad. And they have the Washington Wizards on Friday. And I think if they lose that game, it is panic time. Timmy, uh, what say you? Yeah, so like I said, it's not only the sixth game of the season against uh, um, a division rival. It's also the start of the in-season tournament. You have your fancy new uh, jersey, your new court, and the, 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 the Wizards look bad. Like, I saw a tweet where... Um, where you knew when the Warriors was good, they're going to win 73 games. But with this Wizards team, you could tell they're going to be bad. Like, you have Pools sending Ali Kuzma down 20 points. Like, this is a new level of unserious. I said all summer, both Pool and Kuzma both got paid and won a ring already. They don't care about nothing. Like, Gucci Tyus is there trying to run the offense, but he's just saying, please, please, a contender, please get me. Um... This is a team that does not care, meaning the Wizards. So if the Heat and and two things that, that shocked me completely last night: one, Spo snap. Not, I, I want to call it a snap, but Spo said, "I, I don't have any injuries. We need to play." And Baum mentioned the trade deadline. It is November second. Like I've never heard the Heat star mention uh, anything about the, the deadline at all. But they mentioned six game, five, um, five games in. The new captain, Captain Baum, I eat clearly some angst and frustration. Um, it's, it's, I must say, it's something has to give. Like, um, like Riley said in the summer, maybe it, it gets to the point where this is just enough. Where you, 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 the abyss, you know, and it's such a strong word to use. Like, I'm a, I'm a reader. Abyss. That's a really strong, and it feels like this team is stuck in the mud. Like, there's a black hole sucking them in. Um, and. And there's no there's no one perfect trade I think available there, but that some type of new infuse some new energy has to come into this team some way somehow. Sean, um, the trade deadline was discussed after their last loss. What, <laughs> what do you make of that? Because that is not a great sign. Just a few games into the season. I think there was almost like a shell shock after that game for fans and for players. I'm sure for Spo and the staff. I mean, it was Spo's birthday. I mean, we ruined his birthday. I mean, that's that's not fair to him. Um, you know, I think Tim makes a good point. Like, and I said this last night on Five on the Floor. I feel like we're in a ship that has so many holes, and every time Spo plugs one, another one pops open. You know, and he's trying to yeah, he's trying to. He's trying to use the flex seal and, and the flex seal isn't working, you know, like it's, it's, it's just more water coming in. Every time you solve something, something else pops up. I just don't know what you point to. Like in, in seasons past, there's been like if we could just shoot the ball from the outside, we could be better. If we could rebound better, we could be better. If we defend at a high level, we better. Right now we have a terrible offense, terrible defense. We shoot the ball poorly from almost every region of the floor. The only thing we do well is we turn people over and we don't turn the ball over. That's it. And like, like right now, what do you hang your hat on tomorrow? What do you know that when you go into that game, the heat are going to do? I wouldn't say that I know they're going to take care of the ball or turn people over either, because those are just consistent things that have happened for five games. But like, you don't have that identity right now. And yes, it's only five games. It's 6% of the season. We can calm down. But yeah. at the same time, they're giving us no indication, no hope, no nothing to be like, oh, I kind of see that this is starting to trend in the right direction or this is starting to get fixed. We just lost to a freaking team with like 
a dude that got called up from the G League that morning and popped five threes on us. Right. I said, Brooks, when did he come to the NBA? I was so shocked looking at the sideline. Like, what in the world? You didn't think it was Marshawn Brooks? No, I saw M. Brooks, and I was, I was confused. I was like, M. Brooks is blocking the Nets? <laughs> like 65% of the people that looked at the box score thought Aaron Brooks was back in the league, that little guard <laughs> that played for the Rockets years ago. I think Nobody knew who the, the hell that guy was. I think he's a coach of the Knicks I, Jesus. Um, but, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's bad, and this is an organization that is tough because there's sort of a – there are dual schools of thought here, and with this organization, this is one that generally – and I'm – obviously coming at this from less of a local perspective because I'm in New York and you know, I don't, I don't work in South Florida. Right. Uh, I just happen to be here for reasons and we can discuss that another time, maybe five reasons. Um, How many reasons? Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because nationally the perception of this organization is that they're smart. They're the best of the best. If not the best, they're up there, they're elite, the way they handle their business. And my biggest sort of, criticism with how they handled this offseason was really the aftermath of the Damian Lillard thing where it didn't seem like there was a plan after that like you would expect a heat team to always pivot we talked about this on playback earlier we did a little playback around lunchtime it was Greg Ethan Alex and myself uh and Alf also uh jumped in a little bit not Alf um you know from Miami Heat beat but out from three yards per carry <laughs> and we talked about basically just why didn't this team pivot among many other things when they've had pivots in the past you know what i mean like elton brand later on became lamar odom and they tried to get grand hill and tracy mcgrady again ended up getting eddie jones and they've always just had another move sort of up their sleeve and this time it was like wait so you thought you were getting dame you miss out on dame and where's the sort of other move not that it needed to be Bradley Beal beforehand or Drew Holiday after the fact, but something like even one of the packages that we've talked about, Monty Morris, Boyan Bogdanovich, Buddy Hill, TJ McConnell, Colin Sexton, Kelly Olynyk, And now the roster just looks incomplete. And the players are kind of playing like, and Greg is saying this, like it, it feels like they're almost over each other in a way. And I'm not going to characterize it in that way because that's just from outside looking in perspective, but it does look like, you know, groups run their course. And I do wonder, maybe this will look stupid after a three game winning streak, but I do wonder if this is a group that one just didn't expect to be playing with each other. And two, they're playing like it because this is kind of like, they've already done this number of different times. And it's also, let's just look at the league. We've never seen a call together this long, win or lose. We've seen championship teams break up after two to three years. This is year five. Eventually, and it's, and it's worse, they, they haven't won anything. Yeah, we had a roughness, toughness. Like the, the thing that we're going to see them more on the Heat culture jersey. Like, two, two title appearances is a nothing, though. Like, that's winning. Like, a lot of people it's, say, it's, like... It's not nothing. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but still, yeah. it wears on you, though. Like, okay, we, we get so close, mm-hmm. and you don't make any changes. And, and I think... Um, we used to call um all these franchises broke boys. Yeah, right. I, I would love for Buddy to be a Miami player. Um, but um, I think the the nail in the coffin, not even the nail in the coffin, but the shot that broke the fans' back was basically Bradley Beal saying, um, Miami was was my number one team, and Pat said Mickey can get it done. Just for the record, I don't, I didn't really care about Beal. He hasn't played yet for the season. 
he's played 176 games total in like four years. Like I'm good on Bale, but the fan perception is like that would have cost you nothing. It probably cost you like Duncan and whatever. But um, just the fact that um, they 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 rather grind it out. They rather give. Sp- <laughs> uh, what Greg say? Where? Where? Sean put the for the audio listeners. Sean put the do something pat uh, paper bag up where? again. And- I do think uh, it, I wouldn't say Pat, but I, I think the organization does need to come together and do something before we wrap this up. Uh, and Sean, I'll toss it to you to close out this heat segment before, you know, maybe we'll get to a couple comments. If you guys, uh, I know you guys have thoughts on this in the comments section, uh, do weigh in on what you think this team uh, should do. Should they just ride it out till we get a bigger sample size, 10, 15 games, 20 games, or should they just act now? Sean, I'm going to toss that question to you as well. Well, Greg and Ethan have referenced a 20-game mark as something Pat has used in the past, and I think this team, because of that five-year mark, we know what they are, and there's new pieces, right? There's been pieces that have been shuffled through, but I don't think you need to wait that long. I don't think you need to overreact after five games either, but I think that there has to be some – some wheels turning, some things working in the background. I also think that there are two pieces to this. Spo has to be honest. Him and his staff have to be honest within themselves. If they look in that locker room and they think that there is solutions there, are there things because of injury, because they're trying to figure out lineups, whatever it is, that should be the first move. Can you fix it within? And if the answer is no or there's not a certainty, That is when I think he, because they're going to have conversations with the front office, with Pat, with Nick, with Mickey, with all those guys. Then the next step is what do we need so that those guys can go out and look for what they need? Whether it is, you know, the next whale, the Levines, those types of, you know, big names, or is it the TJ McConnell buddy healed? Is it the uh, Alex Caruso uh, and, and Pat Williams? Like, I, I lean more towards the realistic thing that I think is going to happen is more so of like a a secondary type move. You know, that Antoine Walker, Jason Williams, Posey, those types of guys rather than the Shaq trade. And I think quite a few of us have said that since the summer, even though I we thought that layup was happening. For two, for two years now, like, I don't think you need a third start. They need better players around the core two or three. If you come here as a core player, like, you need sure. the, the drop off. So CPU of our best three, and like you need to have a consistent level of players. That doesn't matter who plays the the level on both sides. The I'm I'm it's so miserable seeing players who can only shoot the ball or only pass or only defend or only play. But like I miss having three to four players who can do everything or some things. Yeah. This was going to be what I was going to say before we transition out of this. I knew somebody would tee this up because I think we can quickly go around I'll the horn with this. I'll read it for the audio oh. listeners. Jordan L says, try some Jovich minutes. Kind of agree. He provides lots of things the team needs. I don't know about that part yet. I'm not saying uh, that he's a fix, but I don't see why not give him minutes. And Sean, I'm not saying Nikola Jovich is a savior, but I do think that and I'm not I'm not because someone else asked, are we questioning Spo? And I would say that I, I do think there are some things worth trying, um, especially when you're searching for answers so early in the season that will get magnified if they lose to Washington. But this isn't the Jovich specific question, but are there different things you would do other than perhaps not play Kyle Lowry 30 minutes a game? 
I mean, for me, I think tomorrow I'd like to see Haywood Highsmith starting instead of Kevin Love. And I say that even though Kevin Love, Kevin Love has played well. It's just, I think that the parts fit better. You don't have Haywood, Caleb when he's healthy and Josh Richardson all coming off the bench, playing similar roles. Not in addition to Jamal Kane too, who can also play similar role. Jovic, I like, I mean, two summers ago, I've said this many times sitting in, in Vegas about Alonzo Morning saying how much they liked that kid, how special he was going to be, all the skills he had. But he said it's going to take time. I will repeat, it's going to take time. It's not fair to that kid to make him be this. How is he going to save this sinking ship right now? And it's not <laughs> what Brian is saying, but I think there are people that believe that Spo is mismanaging him and he should be out there. Maybe he should. But to put the pressure of him being the one that's going to fix this, it's. I think it's just too much for a kid that's what nineteen years old. I. Yeah, but it's worth I, a try. I just want to see him get two, three shifts a game. You know, what I mean, absolutely, it's just fifteen minutes or so. Um, whatever the case may be. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's pivot to James Harden because uh, in terms of other NBA-related things, and this is an NBA product after all, James Harden is somebody who... Uh, I don't know if Brian least, is, a, is the right person to introduce this trade because Brian Fonseca hates James Harden. So I'm going not to take personally. Over. I'm going to take personally. over from the host because Brian is what to say. Like I'm sorry, Brian, but you hate the man. Um, finally, no, but J- James Harden's great. Okay, <laughs> great. What was was money? Money, please. I need that. I need that. I need that. <laughs> but I would never trade for him in my life. Uh, I would trade for him over certain other people in the NBA that we don't need to discuss at this point in time. But James Harden is one of my least favorite players in NBA history. But he got what he wanted, unlike Damian Lillard, and is going to the Los Angeles Clippers, a team that, you know, they're interesting. But more importantly, as it relates to, I guess, people from this chat and people nationally are going to be looking at the Sixers because the Eastern Conference sort of needs that next team uh, behind the Bucks and the Celtics, probably in the reverse order. Maybe the Sixers of that. So James Harden was traded to the Clippers, if you haven't heard, um, for a fuck ton of forwards and a couple draft picks. Uh, Marcus Morris and everybody else, like you know, it's just it's just a bunch of just a bunch of stuff. And uh, PJ Tucker is also going to the Clippers. So I know this has some ripple effects to Miami, but this isn't the Miami specific question. Even though I know a lot of people watching this will have their interests and probably wanted James Harden, which evidently the Heat weren't going to get him. But James Harden is a Clipper, and I don't think, you know, Timmy knows where I'm going. I'm skeptical. But, Timmy, what do you think? So just just to break it down, they're currently up by 14 on the six on the Raptors, and my fantasy team is looking healthy. Um, So a few things. Like, um, I'm one of the people who wanted the Heat to draft Maxi over uh, Precious. So I think, um, well, not I think, as Vince Goodwill said, you know, um, when the ship saw, okay, Maxi just won player of the week. Um, they're up two and one. Like, we don't need this distraction. So, put the keys in Maxi's hands. We know what Embiid is. Kelly Oubre should not have signed for the minimum. Like, that, that man averaged 20 points in two steals last year. That was a steal for them. 
And I think Tobias, Tobias Harris has gotten a lot of flack over the years for getting the contract. And it's not, it's not his fault. It's not his fault he got paid $40 million a year. Like, he looked pretty good on the dock in, um, in, on the Clippers. Um, but basically, when Jimmy was there, they made him be a third or fourth option. So just, just for the week alone, Tobias has looked kind of like the Clippers, Tobias. Um, I like the melting starting at the two. But overall, you, you trade Harden, who wasn't playing, for four wing, four players who could defend and shoot. I really like what KJ Martin can possibly be in that team. Um, the corps of Batum and Rocco and Marcus Morris. Like one thing that he had last year with turning them around was the Kevin Love trade, right? With the good vibes. You have Marcus Morris, who's from there. You have Rocco, who's one of the earliest players of the process. You have Batum, who basically kept that Clippers locker room together for the last three years. And you're KJ Martin. I do think that this will be a good vibes boost uh, for for the Sixers. I think they're gonna maybe they're gonna be okay. Like I don't expect to see them to like finally break the curse in the second round. I think they're gonna be okay. Yeah. Like I would I would wish the Heat would be be okay right now. Like, but no, I think the Sixers are gonna be okay. Fourth, fifth seed, it's gonna be no drama because it's gonna be Embiid, Maxi, and some pretty good tough players. You know, you haven't been able yeah. to say for a while about Sixers players. On the flip side. As a basketball fan, I think it's pretty cool. And I, I like, I like the, because I, I like the culture thing. I like the the four stars of the Clippers are all from LA. You know, I think that that does. Um, this is also the last year they play in Staples, even though they they lost last night for the first time ever under Tyrone Lou. The Clippers still are to me the more the better team in LA. You basically um put up a shut up though. You know they was we used to call them KFC or whatever Popeye because they're the most wings. But now they really have only 10 playable players. Nine, if you really count Bones. You have you have Russ, Russ and Bones, Man and Harden, Kawhi, Tucker, PG, Powell, Zuwak, and Plumley. They are one injury away from being with the Heat for the last two years. So I, I like that they are chosen the path. They're going to spend a bunch of money next summer to max all those guys out and go to um, Inglewood next year. But I think it gives both teams clarity. Like, Bama, who has too much money to, to spend, now knows this is 10. Sixers can worry about the headache. I still think none of those teams are going to make it to the, to the finals. But it's okay. It's like it's a cool – it's, it's both teams now will become kind of drama-less. I saw someone say if Russ Drake breaks loose, that man ain't going nowhere. Russ is going to – think I think Denver is going to still whoop their ass. Uh, Frank Machado said, do you think Westbrook shakes loose from the Clippers? I do not no, I he's, think he's going to stay that, there. That team, stay, the team is a team. Hold on. And I'm gonna toss this to I'm gonna toss this to Sean because I want to speak particularly to the Philly portion of this. But say less D uh says in the comments, Brian said he would sign John Wall right now to start over Lowry. I don't know what kind of shape John Wall is in presently. Um, but what I will say is that while I did not say that, I don't mind you uh sort of sort of putting that on my name because I would actually think about it given how Kyle Lowry's been. What did I say on playback earlier? I said 1974-ass production, six points, four rebounds, four assists in 30 minutes. Come on, man. Uh, Sean Rochester, um, your thoughts on the Harden trade before we close this out with some comments. Yeah, I mean, obviously living in uh, in downtown Philadelphia in Center City, you know, first I have to apologize uh, the departure of James to the, to the young ladies at work in the evenings. <laughs> All around the city, uh, the local economy has re- has really been hit hard. Um, we will rebuild, I think. You know, I think there will be a rebound. It may take after winter. It's it was twenty eight degrees when I woke up this morning, so maybe slows down the late night economy. But look, James, 
he uh, he's the whole system, right? Is that what he said? I'm not I'm not I'm not a system player. I am the system, and I don't I don't know if that applies in the evening also. But anyways, <laughs> I, I just <laughs> the way I look at it is this: I think what the Sixers are doing is they got what they could. Maury's a smart guy. He got a bunch of expiring contracts. I think they're guys that can fit in if they want them to fit in. Obviously, Marcus Morris is from Philadelphia area. Great fit. Those guys can all defend. They're good veteran players. I think in the long run, though, and I, when I say long run, I mean like between now and the deadline, and except for the heat because we bring it up on the damn second, second of November, but that's a short term for us, long term for everybody else. I think they're going to try to flip those guys. Expiring contracts, attach whatever they can to it. They're not going to trade Maxi. They're not going to trade their big pieces. But you also have Tobias as a big expiring. Corkmas, who is begging anyone and everyone begging. to take him out of there. Corkmas is a hostage of Philadelphia. Um, I think that they're looking to get something else. And if they can get something else, which Maury is bound to do, right? I think they could be a pretty good team, but at the same time, they're still the Sixers. So I think that keeping the pieces fitting in a short you know, time to get it all to gel together is going to be difficult. On the other side, the Clippers, I agree with you guys. I think on paper, it sounds great. I just don't see them being the team that's going to come out of the West. West is too hard. I just don't see them being the group. I want to get to some comments before we end, but I did forget that there was one other segment uh we'll we'll have imaging and all this stuff uh moving forward but it's not really like a super elaborate segment i just want to go around the room the virtual room and uh what in the first week of games because it's only been one week of the nba season so far has stood out to everybody the most so far could be bad could be good could be annoying mine is probably going to be annoying more often than not uh, Timmy, let's start with you while we get some comments. We're going, we are going to do a, a few comments uh, to take us out of here at the end of this. So awesome, not really awesome. For the last year, it's been about uh, Wemby and Scoot. Scoot looks terrible, terrible. But it's a young, but that's really what I want to talk about. I said awesome. The twins were going to be the talk of the season, and Amen mm-hmm. hurt his ankle again. The same ankle he hurt in. Uh, Summer camp, so he's all he's yeah. he's he's a little gimpy, but also Thompson. Yeah. Oh my God, that boy is a is a hooper. Like I think against the game against the SCA, like fifteen points, ten rebounds. Like he had the five blocks against the, the Miami. Like I I I love his game. I think Monty and Silas are the perfect coaches for him. Um, I mean the the issue I think Detroit will will find is that none of those guys are. Kachulis, Cade, Ivy, Hayes, also Stu, Duran, but all of them are like what, 23 at the oldest. Um, Duran has averaged like, I think like 17 rebounds over the last, like for the for the season. I love the Pistons. I love the, um, that there's a, you know, the, the black GM, the black coach. Black system. Like, I, I like the, the energy there. I I think um, I would put also for rookie of the year. I would, that's my personal bet. But I think that's, that's how good he is. Um, I think the Pistons will have a better record than maybe just both the Spurs and the Blazers and the Thunder, but we'll see. I think also is amazing. Sean, what stood out to you most uh, quickly in 60 seconds this first week? Yeah. Uh, a team that I like, and I know they started off 2-0, have lost their last two games, the Pacers. Halliburton coming out of the Olympics, or the, yes. you know, the FIBA games, 
made a jump. He was obviously a good player last year also. But just the way that they play, it reminds me in a way of uh, the bubble team heat before the pandemic, the way that we played, the ball move. There was movement, cutting, spacing, fun to watch play basketball. I enjoy watching them play. So I've been like kind of like my league pass team has been them. Obviously, Wemby and this, the things that he can do. Uh, and another guy sort of along the same lines that Timmy brought up, uh, Jalen Duran, is uh, the kid in Dallas. And why am I losing his name right now? Derek Lively. Derek, Derek Lively. Lively. Awesome. That, boy, that boy made Wemby look, look a, little, a bit shaky. Both of them are Philly guys also. And mm. they um, he's just an athlete, man. I mean, he's, he's only going to get better, but giving them that vertical threat that Dallas really hasn't had, um, he, he looks very, very good early. And the second guy that has stood out that I didn't expect from the rookie class, it seems like we're talking rookies, is Jordan Hawkins. Who thought Jordan Hawkins was going to get so much playing time in New Orleans? Mm-hmm. I mean, I he's he's playing he's pretty well. Though. So yeah. I liked him at UConn last year, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's the first week. You know, we're 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 definitely overreacting to certain things. Things are going to fade, but cool to see those guys shining out. I'm going to be quick before we get to a few comments. Uh, y'all are going to get me so tired of Victor Wembanyama with all these goddamn <laughs> highlights. <laughs> Listen, I want the kid to do well. Um, he is seven foot four and like eight pounds. Okay. So I hope that he has a healthy and long and prosperous career, even though I'm going to have uh, medical questions about it the entire way, because that's unprecedented. And we haven't seen something like that work long-term. However, I mean, like every, every single game, except when he plays poorly, I just get a highlight and I'm just like, you guys, like, you guys have to stop putting so much pressure on this kid. <laughs> Not you guys here, but just in general, um, the 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 media and Twitter cycle. If we're still calling it Twitter, I still call it Twitter. Um, yeah, y'all are getting his turnovers tired. every game over two and a half, over three and a half. Wemby turnovers locks. Yeah, he can't. He can't. People tout his ball handling ability. He can't really handle the ball like that yet. Um. People are figuring him out a little bit more, and I feel like they will as the season goes. But he, listen, he can score, he can shoot. He can't always shoot efficiently, but he can shoot. Uh, his rebounding will come and go. Maybe he'll be a better rebounder later on, but just relax. That's all I'm going to say. All right, Manny, give me a few questions to close us out here. Sailor's D is back in the chat. Sean, what trade do you see them actually making uh, or – yeah, actually making to make them better, whatever. I got you to say, Misty. We know what you're trying to say. I read that and I fucked it up. Uh, Sean, I assume he's talking about the Miami Heat. And I could make the Barry Jackson joke. They like their team, except for reality. But Sean, is there a trade that you actually think they could make? I think the guy that gets moved is obviously Lowry, the easiest one to move because of his expiring contract. Uh, the trades, as I mentioned earlier, I think that we should be looking at is some sort of combination of a point guard with a wing. It really, it doesn't matter what the other position is because you can take help anywhere, but a point guard and someone else, probably both of them expiring also because, um, people don't want to pay taxes. So it's gotta be, a t- <laughs> it can't be a long-term money, you know? So uh, that's, I think we're, that's the framework we're looking at. I, I, to me, this is still one of the packages we've talked about. The TJ McConnell Buddy Healed one is probably my favorite because I do think Haywood Highsmith is the long term 
by long term, I mean this season. Starter at the four next to Jimmy and Bam in the front court. So I feel like you can plug in TJ McConnell as your point guard because, I mean, it can't get any worse. And at least Jimmy Butler really likes him because he likes bullying little white dudes. And uh, you have Buddy Heald, who, I mean, he can be a great six man in Miami. So uh, there's that. Um, what else do we have here? Donut Dan. I'm going to toss this to you, Timmy, first. Year five of Jimmy, Bam, Tyler, and Duncan. Is there a longer tenure of a four-player group right now? Like in the Warriors. NBA? Warriors. Other than the Warriors. <laughs> no. Because the Warriors is the answer with Steph, Clay, um, Draymond. Boston. Tatum and Brown. But he said three man. Um, Smart four. got traded. No, he said four. So it was Boston until Smart got traded. Yeah. I mean, but the point is that Donut Dan is making is like this core has been together for a while. And yet I'm still not even sure that Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero played all that well together. They don't. Um, they don't. You know, but, so. Middle, Middleton, Lopez, and all the Antetokounmpo's. Sean, let me ask you that real yeah. quick before we get to our, our final question. The answer to the question is never. Next. Yeah, also, Miss Wilson, we addressed that already. Uh, but thank you for the question. I uh, always appreciate it. But Sean, do you, think, uh, do you think Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler, like, is there – is there an on-court chemistry fix? Because it hasn't felt like, and this is why I said, I'm not trying to say Tyler Hero, like, yeah, go back to being a six-man, but I feel like there should be better results with him and Jimmy Butler starting together. Why hasn't that been the case? Because it seems like it's my turn, your turn. It, it's mm. not flowing together. And I, I like to think that it's because there is not that connecting piece which points the fingers sort of back at Lowry that can make it flow. But it's also, it's all five guys working together. I don't think it's Jimmy's fault. I don't think it's Tyler's fault. I don't necessarily think it's Lowry's fault. I don't think it's Spoh's fault. I think collectively, yeah, it just has to, you have to play as a unit. It doesn't matter what team it is. You know what I mean? Like look at the the Mavs last year. You throw Kyrie and Luke out there together. You're like, damn, they're going to kill it. You make the no, freaking playoffs by their choice, obviously. But like, you think about the the uh, the Clippers right now. Can it flow together? If those guys are going to take turns, it's not going to work. It has to flow together. Let's take one more question. Send us off with a bang. Oh, shit. This is a good one. <laughs> Frank Machado says, is Jimmy really a number one option on a championship team? If he wants I, to be, I think that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like because he's taken two teams to the finals – you know, one, both of them injury compromised, right? One of them without Tyler Hero, which, as we just talked about, I, I'm not going to say that was for the better, but I do think that in Tyler's absence, they were able to get people into their roles and figure some things out that they weren't when Tyler was out there. And that's something that they have to navigate through, as Sean was saying. And the first time Goran got hurt immediately, Bam got hurt immediately. Um, who knows what would have happened? I do think Jimmy Butler is number one. It could be the number one on the championship team, but it can't be like LeBron bringing, you know, Sasha Pavlovich to the finals. <laughs> like you're going to have to put some dudes around him, right? Uh, Jimmy, bam, and you have to put a good nucleus around him, a good enough one. Um, and I think that it's possible. But I will say that the window for that is closing because he's 34 years old. And obviously, is and not going to need a ton of innings. He said the regular season. On two summers ago, mm -hmm. is backing up again. 
Yeah. So he, you have to be very careful like this, but this is why, this is why, this is why Damian Lillard made so much sense. And I agree with Timmy. I don't think they need a third star. I think you just need better, better players around. Like you can keep Tyler Hero and try to get better players around that. Right. Which is what we've been trying to say, like get a package of a guard and a four or a point guard and and a wing or something like that. But you know, you got to be able to call do the that. Pistons. Call, I, I think one of these teams we've been discussing are going to give up, are going to give up around Christmas, whether it be the Pistons or the Wizards. I think someone at the bottom is going to say, you know what? Okay, that's enough. Yeah. Let's get the Larry expiring contract and, and move on with our lives. We'll have plenty of tide for Trent time for transaction talk uh thank you everybody for watching the inaugural at least 2023 2024 episode of floor zeros remember StubHub, go into the description get your tickets college basketball is around the corner the nba is here and any other sport that you care to watch if you're like me and you love boxing and mma StubHub is where you get tickets for that and uh we also have home depot remember holidays are just about here so whatever you need for the crib you can find it at Home Depot. But if you're going to get a good deal, look at the links specifically on the description. Don't just go to their website, although they would appreciate that. Go to the description so you can help us out as well. Thank you to Timmy Bain. Thank you to Sean Rochester. We will be back next week, potentially on Tuesday. <laughs> and our boy Tony Schwartz should be here. So we will be doing this weekly. Thank you all for the support. We're out of here. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.